0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: This is your invitation to a masterclass in engineering and design. Your ticket to go from zero to 60 with the Lexus Performance Line. A feeling this dynamic is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited.
0: Your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is January 17th, 2018. My name is Philip Reich. I'm the expert and site editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. You can, of course, follow me on Twitter at underscore omd And, of course, if you haven't already, please subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and all the fun places you download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. And if you haven't already, too, also subscribe or give a listen to the Locked On Jaguars podcast as the Jaguars get set for their AFC championship game against the dreaded New England Patriots. The Magic will actually be up in Boston on Sunday as well. So we're all cheering for the Jaguars. I was told I did not do my Duvall correctly yesterday. Uh, I will not try it again. But be sure to check out Locked On Jaguars. You can find them on iTunes. Uh, for a daily podcast on the Jacksonville Jaguars, getting ready for Sunday's big game. Of course, we have a big game to talk about today as the Orlando Magic took on the Minnesota Timberwolves and found a way to eke out a victory. Not eke out a victory. They found a way to just get a solid win over a very good basketball team. We'll talk all about that game and talk about the energy plays, the energy players that changed this game and, and really put the Magic seemingly back in the right direction. Of course, this was a game between two very different teams. Since the middle of December, the Orlando Magic played like the worst team in the league, statistically, record-wise, everything you could break it down by. And the Minnesota Timberwolves have played as one of the best teams in the league. Again, I went over the statistics on yesterday's episode as I previewed this game. This was a game that I really felt like the Magic would have to play extraordinarily well to have any chance of winning. Because Minnesota's a very, very good team. They seem to have figured a lot of things out. But it turned into a bit of a trap game, actually. The Minnesota... This was a game that was neck and neck throughout. The Timberwolves led by as much as... So much stuff going on here. Um, The Timberwolves... I'm trying to find the, the the biggest lead. The Timberwolves led by as much as seven points. Orlando led by as much as nine late in the game. It was a tight affair throughout. And really, every time it seemed like Minnesota was about to pull away or, or, or get that crushing blow, get that crushing run, that the Magic have faced seemingly so many times in the last two months, Orlando had an answer. They had a big answer. They found the right formula. They found the right connection. They they found the energy and the fight all those things that they talked about after Friday's game that I called moral victory, that don't that moral victories don't mean anything unless you deliver the next night out. Orlando delivered on this night, on this Tuesday night against the Minnesota Terminals. They delivered again and again with the right energy, with the right play, getting that, that one loose ball, getting that three to go down, getting that shot to go down, getting that play made. Orlando delivered over and over again. I look at how the Magic took the lead finally. In the fourth quarter, it was a flying dunk by Mario Hazonia, the final play, and it was just a gorgeous fast break to get him the ball. It was DJ Augustin driving, dribbling around, trying to find just that little bit of opening, sometimes making a crazy circus shot in the process, but finding an open man, whether it was Kem Birch, yes, Kem Birch, streaking, through, streaking down the lane for a two-handed jam, or dishing it out to Evan Fournier for a three. The Magic were executing and playing at a very high intensity, and even though... Even though their their things were not perfect. Orlando shot only forty four point four percent from the floor. Orlando played some incredibly good defense. Uh, they 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 were great, great in the paint, especially with both Bismack Biombo and Ken Birch. And they found a way to keep themselves in the game until their offense pulled through for them at the end. This came down to making shots, to be honest. Jimmy Butler came hard at the Magic at the end. He scored 28 points, 11 for 22 shooting, made a lot of big plays toward the end of the game. He tried to deliver Minnesota a victory all by himself. But Orlando made the plays to respond, made the plays to answer. Bismack Biombo hit a jumper from the short corner. Then on the next play, I think, the Magic got the ball to Bismack Biombo. He made a layup and an and-one that put the game completely out of reach and delivered Orlando the victory. There are a lot of heroes in this game. And I'm going to talk about a lot of them uh, throughout this throughout this podcast. But this was a game that was exactly how the Magic want to play. They had 24 assists on 40 field goal makes. The ball was moving really, really well. It, the Magic even turned the ball over a ton. 18 turnovers, 26 points for Minnesota. Something that they absolutely could not do against this Minnesota team. It was a surprise, again, that Minnesota was unable to take that next step and pull away from this team. Because we were waiting on it the entire game. And it felt like it was going to come. But again, unlike so many other games, Orlando found a way to respond. Orlando found a way to make the plays that they would need to get this victory. And I'll talk a little bit more about those plays in just a minute. But this was a solid win. 108-102, Orlando outscores Minnesota 35-27 in the fourth quarter, uh, and they get the big victory. Of course, um, before I get into the final stats, uh, you know and this will be one of the plays I talk about. Uh, a very eventful game on a lot of on a lot of reasons. Uh, like I said, Evan Fournier was was huge in moments of this game. Fifteen of his thirty-two points, fifteen of his career high, thirty-two points in the third quarter, helping pace the Magic through that quarter. Um, Aaron Aflalo, uh, let's talk about Aaron Aflalo here because this I'm a, I buried the lead a little bit here. Orlando was playing with plenty of energy and plenty of fight before the Aaron Aflalo incident in the second quarter. But in the second quarter, Aaron Aflalo and Nemanja Bailica were both hit up with technical fouls. They were, they were arguing or jawing draw, about something. It wasn't particularly clear what the argument was about. But but uh, a few possessions later, the mat, uh, Aaron Aflalo literally just took a swing at Nemanja Bailica. He literally just—he turned around and tried to punch him out, and Bailitsa ended up putting him in a in a headlock, and both players were ejected from the game for their second technical fouls. If you ask the players, yeah, that moment did have a little bit of something to do with the Magic getting the victory, or with the Magic magic uh, getting getting the having the fight and and standing up for their teammate. Maybe that's a little bit revisionist history because the Timberwolves probably had that too. But symbolically, it definitely meant something. Because uh, the easy joke was, or at least the, ma- the Magic are finally showing some fight. But that's the kind of game this was. Orlando was on edge a little bit. Orlando needed this victory bad. They needed... The, it's a break-a-seven game, losing streak number one. But they needed this kind of play, this kind of kind of intensity... To compete with a team like Minnesota that's playing so well right now. And the Magic got it. Whether it was Aaron Aflaw, you know, literally fighting a guy, or whether it was Bismack Biombo attacking glass, or whether it was Ken Burch attacking glass. The Magic were physical, they were strong, and they took care of business. This was the Magic have had the Magic have had precious few wins, just 13 wins this year. But this was a very solid win. And building off of what they did Friday night, it's very, very encouraging for this team moving forward. If this is the way the Magic are going to play for the foreseeable future, Frank Vogel is right in talking about what he said about Friday's game against Washington, that loss against Washington. If this is how the Magic are going to play, they're going to win more games. And that's a good thing. Uh, So the Magic do reap the benefits this time. Of some very good play, and so let's dive quickly into those stats.
0: This lockdown podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less takeout, cook more at home, but I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent that is, until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy Free Dessert for Life at HomeChef.com slash locked on. That's Homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life, Homechef.com slash locked on. Must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert.
1: Like I said, some great stats in this game, uh, some some great performances individually for the Orlando Magic. Evan Fournier leading the way, 32 points, 12 for 22, shooting, six for twelve from beyond the arc. Um uh really got going in the third quarter. He obviously, scored 15 of his 32 in the third quarter. Got free, excuse me, got free from, got free uh, off cuts and curls to get three-pointers, made his three-pointer, 6-for-12, from beyond the arc, 12-for-22 overall. Again, just a, just a great, great game. It's, It's hard to believe that Evan Fournier has not hit 30 points or hit all 30 points only once or twice before that this was his career high game because it feels like Fournier is a much better scorer but considering how much Fournier struggled since coming back from the ankle injury, seeing him get his legs under him, seeing him moving around as strongly as he had, um, that was a really good sign for the magic uh, that that Fournier was making a little bit of a comeback that Fournier uh, was looking a lot stronger than he has in the past, and he was attacking the basket well and making some really smart plays. So a really strong game from Evan Fournier. Um, probably the big hero of the night, though, uh, Kem Birch. Uh, it was announced maybe 10, 5, 5 to 10 minutes before tip-off that uh, Maurice Spates would miss the game with for personal reasons. Um, Kem Birch said that he got a text from Maurice Spates uh, shortly after shoot-around with uh, the scouting report uh, telling him, you know, getting him ready for the game. And he knew at that point that he was probably going to play very big minutes. It's been, Ken Birch had played only 21 minutes entering the season. He played 18 minutes, 18 and a half minutes in this one against the Minnesota Timberwolves and played really, really well. 12 points, 4 for 6 shooting. That's probably not the part that's most important. 10 rebounds including 5 offensive rebounds and 4 block shots. He was fantastic flying around the bat, flying around the paint, making plays, doing exactly what those of us who watched him in Eurobasket or EuroLeague and watched some of his EuroLeague tape doing exactly what we would expect him to do uh from the from that tape. He was even good guarding the perimeter. He was good uh just just getting or getting around uh, getting around really. Just uh, getting being active around the basket, being available, cutting hard to the basket, diving hard to the basket, rolling hard to the basket. Um, just a really strong game from Ken Burch. And He he makes things happen. Let's let's just put it that way. Um, you know, he, was, he was disciplined defensively, didn't give up didn't give up anything. You know, guys drove into him, he kept his hands, he kept his verticality, uh, and really prevented anyone from uh, from scoring or from scoring easily over him. And that's exactly what the magic need. That's not to say, you know, and certainly you could have played him. And Frank Vogel said after the game that that he thought that he would have felt comfortable playing him down the stretch. But that's not to say Bismack Biombo did not play well either. Bismack Biombo, 10 points, 16 rebounds, including 10 in the first quarter, and five blocked shots. He had two big shots down the stretch in the fourth quarter that helped preserve this magic victory. Again, say what you want about Biombo. Yes, he is not good offensively, and and, and everyone kind of knows that. But he played really well on the defensive end, made a difference. Players were looking for Ken Birch. They were looking for Bismack Biombo, and that limited what Minnesota could do in the paint. Yes, Minnesota still scores 52 points in the paint, but 26 to 54 in the paint, that is less than 50% in the paint. So a good Good, good play from Bismack Biombo once again. That's been a a continuing thing for Bismack Biombo. He's producing at the level that you would hope and expect. And when he's blocking shots like this, it sets a huge tone for the team. So another good game for him. DJ Augustin, a big hero in the game as well. 18.6 for 9 shooting. 6 assists, 6 rebounds for him. Managed the second unit really well. Finished the game strong for the Magic as well. Made a lot of really good plays. Overall um, good to see DJ kind of have, have a big game like that underneath him again. so a great game for DJ Augustin. Uh, there's really not much more to say than that he was just very solid took what the defense gave him found a way to attack, found a way to make make some some great plays uh, overall and so a, a great 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 performance for DJ Augustin. Um, 10 points for Mario Zoni four for 12 shooting the shooting was not great, but his did a lot of really good things as well around uh, you know around the basket in transition. Um, made some really nice passes. Uh, so, a solid game for Azonia. You want to see maybe the shooting get a little bit better, um, but we're picking Knicks there. So, great, great game for Mario Azonia as well. Um, really the only bad performance, and it's not that it's it was bad necessarily. Aaron Gordon, 14 points, 5 for 17, shooting 1 for 7 from beyond the arc, 7 rebounds for him. Really struggled with a shot early on. He was taking a ton of shots. One of the reasons why the Magic really struggled at the beginning of the game. Um, one for, I think it was one for... Four, one for five on three pointers in the first quarter, but unlike previous games, he didn't force things after that. He he was forcing things early. He scaled it back. He he was patient. He tried to work the ball. Tried to move the ball. Looked to cut instead of instead of work off the dribble. And with Evan Fournier uh, making shots, he was happy to keep feeding the hot hand. And and Orlando found enough offense to win the game. So an off night offensively for Aaron, but he did a lot of other really good things. Played good defense on Carl Anthony Towns. Towns finished with 15 points, 12 rebounds, but largely kept on the perimeter. Uh, Gordon did a good job defensively on him when he was on him. So did Hizonia, actually, contesting shots. Uh, Towns never really tried to take him down into the paint, um, which maybe he should have, but uh, overall, overall, good games from everyone on the Magic. Just a really, really solid win. One of the better wins the Magic have had, and certainly, obviously, it's been a while since they've won a game. One of the better wins that they've had um, in a while. Once again, the Magic... Defeat the Minnesota Timberwolves one hundred eight to one hundred two, and it's where we have a Wednesday without a magic game, and, and that might make uh, your your Wednesday a little Wednesday night a little less stressful. You know, maybe maybe it won't, uh, but if, if if you're looking to still get involved with NBA action, if you're looking to still play the game, I've got just the game for you. If you love fantasy basketball, then you need to try my new favorite app, Draft. It's daily fantasy basketball, but not like the other guys. On Draft, you play a real live snake draft with other people, just like in your season-long leagues. Here's how it works. It's a draft that lasts for just one night, and there's no management. You just draft your team, and you forget it. Once you're done drafting, that's it. No trades, no waiver wire. Draft even takes care of last-minute injuries for you. Drafts start every couple minutes so you can join one right now. And the best part, you play for cold, hard cash. Drafts start from just $1, so there's a draft for everyone. No salary caps. You play in real-life snake drafts just like you play with your friends in a season-long league. There's no complicated salary cap trying to figure out, oh, uh, this is a value buy, no one else will have this guy, I'll take him. No, none of that. You're in a league with three or four other people, maybe sometimes five other people, you draft their team, and that's it. One guy gets LeBron, one guy gets Giannis, one guy gets Russell. No, no double dipping there. You don't have to play that game. You just have to beat the other guys. So come and join me on Draft today. Download the app anytime. Just search Draft in your app store and join a game in minutes. Or you can play right from your computer on Draft.com. For a limited time only, all new players get a free entry into a draft when you make your first deposit but you have to use my promo code LO magic that's right play a real money game for free just for using my promo code LO magic on your first deposit on draft and good luck Like I said there were a ton a ton of heroes in this game and and you know we've seen the magic have good games and and fall apart and falter and it there was that whiff of this throughout this game but it was also very clear from the beginning that this game for the magic was going to be different that the magic were not going to just kind of go gently into the night that the magic were not going to falter and fall apart as they have in previous outings. No. This game had a different feel about it from the beginning. When Bismack Biyombo got 10 rebounds in the first quarter, blocked, I think it was three shots in the first quarter, you knew this game was going to be a little bit different. When that energy carried over to Kem Birch coming into the game, a guy who, again, had only played 21 minutes this season so far, When he stepped into the lineup and played with that same energy, he blocked four shots off the bench, was attacking the glass, grabbing rebounds, was making plays and flying all over the place. You could just feel the energy pick up, even though the Magic were not playing well offensively. The Magic were shooting, you know, I think they shot only 33% in the first quarter. And yet found themselves tied. You could just sense this different energy. About the team. Even when Aaron Aflalo got into the fight, again, when would the Magic have ever gotten into a fight during this long losing stretch? When would they have played with that much passion, with that much emotion, kind of on the edge, to have a moment like that? I mean, we don't know all the details, but it certainly seemed to have a positive momentum impact on the Magic. It was like, oh, it was literally. Oh, oh, crap. We're here to play tonight. We got to play for our brother now. The Magic, indeed, were there to play tonight. And it just cascading a series of energy plays. Guys finding the will to make those little plays that are necessary for victory. And it building upon each other. When one guy began losing the energy another guy picked it up. In the third quarter, was Evan Fournier scoring points left and right, making three pointers, keeping the Magic in the game. In the fourth quarter, it was DJ Augustine dribbling around, keeping the ball alive, keeping possessions alive, and dominating. Literally dominating. And making the right plays that the Magic needed to win. These are the plays the Magic weren't making for a long time, and these were the plays the Magic absolutely needed to win Tuesday's game.
0: Yeah, I mean, we, we need guys to come in and bring energy uh, from, the, from the jump um, to all the way to the end, and uh, that's the way we're going to win. We just play together, uh, move the ball, and play with energy on defense and offense.
1: That was Magic guard DJ Augustin after the game, and obviously, obviously, the Magic have not always gotten these kind of energy plays, these kind of energy from hidden places, as, as, I, as, I'm call, as I'm styling it, throughout the season. When you need energy, when you're not playing your best, or when your starters are struggling like Aaron Gordon was tonight, you need to find energy. You need to find that boost. And throughout the night, the Magic just were playing at another level. Again, it felt like someone was making the energetic play that the Magic needed. to get this win that's been something the Magic has struggled with mightily throughout the season and so in a win Orlando found that energy they led with their defense Biombo at the beginning with the block shots and the rebounds Birch continuing it on they found their offense late Evan Fournier hitting the threes uh, Mario Zonia making some really nice passes DJ Augustin Dominating and controlling the tempo and pace of the game. For the second straight game, I mean, I think we can safely say the Orlando Magic looked like that team from the beginning of the season. Scrappy. Energetic. Not only willing to fight, but willing to do the little plays that it takes to win games. Orlando made those little plays over and over and over again. The plays that they have not been making throughout the season. And it's unfair to say, It, it I think it's a little unfair to say that it was just the fight. I think it's unfair to say that it was just adding Kem Birch to the lineup. Both those things helped. The Magic used, used. The, I mean, Kem Birch brought energy to the game, and everyone came up with them. That fight infused some some tension in the game, an edge to the game. And the Magic, instead of shriveling from it, responded for their teammate. Every time it felt like the Magic were about to go down, every time it felt like the Magic were about to be knocked out, one of these energy plays happened. And that's a great sign for this team. Of course, as I always harp on, the question is whether they can do it again. Whether Thursday they'll have that same energy and that same fight, hopefully not literally, but that same will when things aren't going particularly well to keep at it and find a way to make the plays that they'll need to stay in the game and give themselves a chance. Last two games, they have certainly given themselves a chance. They played some very good basketball. And so the question will remain whether they can do it all over again on Thursday. I want to thank everyone again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. You can, of course, find us on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and all the fun places you download podcasts to your podcast listening device. We're also now available on Spotify. So if you listen to your podcast through Spotify, you can find us there now too. Just search for Locked on Magic. You can follow me on Twitter at philiprr_omd, underscore omd. And of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. We'll be back again tomorrow with a complete preview of Thursday's game against LeBron James and the Cleveland Cavaliers. As the Cavaliers are struggling mightily right now. Trouble in paradise, it seems, in Cleveland. But We'll wait to to talk more about them on tomorrow's episode of Locked on Magic. For now, the Orlando Magic defeat the Minnesota Timberwolves at the Amway Center 108-102 for Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic. This has been Philip Brossman-Reich. I will see you all again tomorrow for another episode of Locked on Magic. You are Locked on Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.